0: Welcome to Life in Perspective. I'm Brendan. I'm Henry. This episode is all about routines.
1: I think about routines a lot. I'm a man of routine. I, yeah, I'm a simple creature and I like things. I order the same sandwich every time I go to a restaurant. I order the same meal every time I go to a restaurant. I don't like to try things up. I actually have a standard order, a routine order for, uh, every time that I go to a Mexican restaurant. I don't know if you do that too, but what's the order? The order is, and I stole this from my dad because I, over time I realized it is the best way to, to evaluate Mexican food at a restaurant. It's a chili relleno, chicken enchilada, and a beef taco.
0: Hmm. Beef tacos at those like hole in the wall Mexican places, or right? yeah, like um, I don't know, like Monica's Taco Shop or something. Yeah. Oh, so good. So
1: good.
0: One but thing. One thing. I've if you done, can't get a
1: beef taco right. It's true. You're not going to get the rest of what that I've curve done, right. So.
0: What I've always done at, at uh, Mexican places, I actually stole this from my mom, so funny there, but um, she always, when she gets a plate, she subs out the rice for beans, and she gets a double portion of beans, and then she seasons her own <laughs> beans at the table with salt, <laughs> pepper, or whatever. Yeah, I like like having chips and salsa at my restaurants of choice. Yeah, but Routines, as far as routines go, I definitely think that routines are incredibly valuable. If you are not slave to your routine,
1: right? If if you're making a if if you're making your lifestyle work for you, right? There's a difference between trying to work for your life,
0: being disciplined, and being neurotic and stuck on a routine that Mm -hmm. you're unable to break. But I think developing healthy routines is probably one of the most practical. Self-help or personal development tools that you have at your disposal. Yeah,
1: even tiny ones like moving your trash from your desk to your trash can right and making that into a routine that you practice Will overall make your office a cleaner place, right? you know Or even just your nightstand if you don't have an office or whatever. I think it's really valuable So I've actually scheduled my morning to 10-minute fragments Okay, I wake up at 5.15 Five fifteen and then I do I guess I've done it in five minute fragments because my next fragment is five minutes. Five minutes of meditation and then I go for a run that is one mile, so that's not to the minute, but I end up sure. around, you know, ten minutes with the dog and everything like that. Ten to twelve minutes ish. And then I come home, I feed the dog, I shower, it's a cold shower that moves into hot, and then I eat my breakfast, pack my lunch, and then I check the house to make sure that it's clean before I leave because I hate coming home to a dirty, Mm. messy house. What do you
0: think the value of that routine, like what do you think that's done for you?
1: Um, So a few things it's done. One is it doesn't make exercise feel like a chore. It makes it feel like part of my day. Mm. So exercise is now something that – I look forward to, and then I miss when it's gone as opposed to being this thing that I dread, you know, when it's part of my morning and I get to shower after my run, obviously like there's some Pavlovian tie to it because when I'm running, my body is producing more dopamine, epinephrine, all these chemicals that make me feel really good about it. And then I come home and I take a cold shower and I get even more of that. So obviously it feels good, but um, it actually started as a method of, quitting smoking for me I started I started running in the morning the first day that I quit smoking I uh I hated waking up so I got up and I was like I'm gonna run and it's gonna make me hate it a lot less so yeah when I think
0: when I quit smoking I definitely related to that the mornings were brutal because you just wake up with this need (laughs) right you feel for me um Routines, I think, fundamentally, the benefit of routines is that they provide um, immediate structure and order Mm. to a specific part of your day. I used to be so crazy. I used to, on my calendar, I used to have every five minutes for my entire day organized. Because a calendar, I think, is having a routine and a calendar and timekeeping is something I kind of bundle all together. But... Um, there was an amazing Jordan Peterson lecture I watched a while ago where he was talking all about calendars and routines and the benefit of the calendar and the routine is that you can design it to be the day that you would want to have, right? Right. So, a lot of the time I think as people we struggle to we say, okay, well this is what I wish would happen. I wish that my life was like this. I wish I would do that, et cetera, et cetera. And by developing Routine and structure, you're giving the foundation you need to actually get those things done. So sometimes, yeah, it's good to have a very detailed, structured routine. But even routines that aren't that way, little yeah. little tiny routines, like um, for me, I I shower every single day. Yeah, um, and I don't just do that to feel clean. I also do that because it gives me compartmentalized time to better prepare for social interaction with people throughout the day right. my yeah. own time. Um and so the value of that routine is not actually just in the fact that well maybe I'm cleaner or maybe like I don't know, there's the you know, like you said, the chemicals released from enjoying the hot shower. But if I were to design my perfect day, what would it include? And I think that if people would take that perspective of routines, as long as they're okay, and you you have to have balance. If you if you you know make yourself a slave to your system, it can be very problematic. Because mm-hmm. if let's say you're on vacation or something like that, and you don't have a method to do the routine, you need to be okay with not having that right. in those certain scenarios. Yeah, you don't want it to be a hindrance. But I may ask myself, well, what is it? What day do I want? Like if I say, okay, well, if I'm responsible for my day and planning my day, what day would I want to have in a perfect scenario? Well, I'd probably wake up sometime around 7.30 to 7.45. Um, I think it's it can be beneficial to be exact with these numbers. So yeah. I wake up at 7.30 every single day. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to add that to the list of routines because right. I know that if I wake up at that time, that I've decided is a win, I start my day off immediately with a good thing. Right. Then, ideally, I do not look at my phone right away. Okay? And so one of the things I need to add to my routine is an alarm clock that does not include my phone. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I've now, you know, I'm slowly building the day that I want. Well, I, I have my alarm clock. Well, then I get in the shower. I have my time to think. Something we're actually adding to our routine is three-minute cold showers every single day. I know that's something you've yeah. kind of been on. Um, if you guys want to actually follow our journey of those cold showers, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a podcast at the end, but um, you can
1: follow our social medias um, in the link tree in the description on yeah. TikTok or Instagram. It's going to be fun. I have to cut out the hot part of my showers now because only now cold. we're doing this challenge. So It's so cold.
0: So you you start building that routine. My personal routine right now is in a little bit of disarray, and I'm working on ending well, starting well and ending well, mm. I think if yeah. you can focus on those. I right. want a good routine in the morning and I want a good routine. That's, at night. that's
1: exactly how I have it set up. And my afternoon routine is a little bit different in the sense that it's a little softer. It's not, I'm not a slave to that one, but it does have a goal, which is when I get home from work, I take, I think it's an hour. Yeah. It's an hour of decompression time, mm. which is normally in the form of a shower and a show. You know, I take yeah. two showers a day, one after my run. And one was when I get home with that same kind of goal of re kind of restructuring my brain and the way that I'm thinking. And then I watch 45 minutes of a show. Sometimes I push it a little bit. I actually have a little bit of leeway in there. And I think that's an important thing to note in routines is rest.
0: Oh, definitely. For I, sure. And I think that's where like the idea of micro routines comes in. So yeah. that's something I've kind of been experimenting with. So like, for example, when I eat, I have a micro routine. And that micro routine is that I do not work while I'm eating. Mm. Something I used to be really bad at. I would work yeah. all day long, every single day. And what I've decided to do now is when I'm eating, I just take a few minutes to just be kind of in the present moment, which is difficult for me. Right. Um, because this doesn't feel very productive. And I just eat my food. And I'm not on my phone and I'm not on my computer. Yeah. I'm just eating food so it's, and it's a very so, atomic habits kind of idea. It's so it's strange like this new thing that we live in a world now where that's abnormal.
1: Right. Like when was the last time
0: you ate a meal and you weren't plugged in Some other, even just this today, when mm-hmm. you and I ate lunch, we were working. We were yeah. discussing things about the podcast. And so that's a little micro routine that I think was that concept of my routines when I'm in the shower, I listen to specific kinds of music. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to add in more of those enhancements. Yeah. So like one of the things that I am really frustrated with myself on is I am just like everyone else. And the fact that I can get way over plugged in to, to screens. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily just talking about, uh, like social media. I don't have social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the, bus- the business social media for the podcast, but I don't have like a personal Facebook right. that I use. I don't have a personal TikTok. I don't have Instagram on my phone. I don't have any of that stuff. I do have Reddit though. And what I realized mm-hmm. was I was, I'm still doom scrolling on Reddit for two hours when I'm supposed to be laying down and going to sleep or when I'm in the bathroom. Like when you go to the bathroom and you like, don't have your phone it's like very strange it's like what am i supposed to do it's like just go to the bathroom and so i'm trying to build in more of that into Mm -hmm. my routines um one of the ways i plan on doing that is at the end of my day um instead of being on my phone i'm getting a lamp to put next to my bedside table um, which I got rid of when in my one of my minimalist journeys of getting rid of <laughs> everything. I really wish I didn't. Um, learned a lot from that. but uh, You always do. Lamp and then read just like 10 pages of a book. Yeah. Right? Because I feel like one thing that infuriates me so much is when people say, I don't have time for X. Yeah. It's not true.
1: Gary it's, V. It's just not true. Right. Gary V says that, um, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, <laughs> Gary V says it's not that you don't have time; it's that you chose something else, right? Right. It's yeah. like you're choosing exactly. to do something else with that time. And, exactly. Yeah. You
0: chose to. If you ever are getting this feeling like I don't have time, right? The first thing I think you should do is look on go onto your like, like, you know, digital well being on your phone and just see how much time you spend on your phone. It's probably hours.
1: And so it's mm, it's the I think the average American screen time is above 5 hours.
0: Yeah, that is absurd. Yeah. And so if you're thing. saying I don't have time to do whatever it is that you feel compelled to do, the first thing you need to do is is your routine aligned yeah. with that vision. Yeah. Well, I want to read more. Okay, well when did you put it in your routine to read? Right. When you felt Conven- it convenient to do so? Well, it's not going to happen if you do that because you have easy access to scrollable, short, dopamine flowing content on yeah. your phone. Just like this podcast, I work on average like 50 to 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. I spend time with my wife every single day. I have a podcast that we do together. I have tons of side. I always have a side project or a side business that I'm working on. Uh, I still have time for myself to play video games and enjoy my time. I still have time to sleep eight hours a day, and so the difference is is that my screen time is not five hours. It's like it's too much, but it's mm-hmm. like an hour. All right. So if you're uh, if you work for twelve and you're you know ten hours and you sleep for eight. Okay, that still gives you six hours. Yeah. So even if you're working, even if you're putting in overtime, even if you're working two jobs, you have time to read for an hour every single day. Yeah. So you have to ask, well, what's eating up that time? And what am I going to replace it with? And this is the value of routines. Yeah. And this is specifically the value of bookend routines of every day. But when I wake up, I do this every day when I go to sleep, I do this. Mm hmm. And I'm not saying you can't spend time on your phone. I, I, th- I hate that we, we measure productivity by how little time you spend on your phone. Yeah, I just think that if well, you feel like there are things that are missing, yeah, a routine is a great place to inject and, those goals. Yeah, and
1: the metric of how long are you spending on your phone in a productive manner or an unproductive manner, you can you know you can view that screen time metric by app. Right. So you can, you know, that metric is a good place to start to make a routine. I had this exact problem. I was thinking, I don't have time. And then I was thinking, you know what? I do have time. I'm just not scheduling it. I'm just not making it a thing that I'm under control of. I was under the control of my time. I was not in control of my time. For sure. You know? And that's why I made this routine is that yeah. it puts me in the driver's seat again and makes me decide, okay, I'm either going to decide to decompress right now or I'm going to decide to do something else. But it's a decision. Right. And that power is back in my hands.
0: What are the things I think people get wrong about routines, about <clears throat> structures whatever is again going back to this concept of i mean are you designing it in alignment with what you find important right because if you put on your routine and i see this all the time people start with these crazy they they go from having no routine at all Mm -hmm. and then they come you know i'm the routine guy so they come and talk to me and they're like hey well i'm starting this new routine here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna wake up at 5 a.m every single day I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast that they, takes me half They go from to nothing gonna, to Jordan Peterson. I'm going to, right. <laughs> right or David Goggins or someone right. in that space. Or I'm going to um, run five miles before the sun gets up. Um, I'm going to read 50 pages of a book that I've never read before. I'm going to learn something new every day. And it's just like, what of those things do you truly care about?
1: You care about going hard if you're saying that. You care about like... Well, maybe getting your life back into shape. Sure. But, but okay. So how do you do that?
0: Well, you do it by first of first thing you have to do is actually define what you want. Right. Okay. Why do I want to take cold showers every single day for 30 days? I'll tell you, there's a lot of reasons. So I used to do that when I was doing 75 hard, the Andy Frisella challenge, which I encourage anybody who wants to hate their life for 75 days, but come out a better person to do so. Um, look into it. It's incredible. Um, I was taking cold showers every single day and the thing that I was getting out of it was in direct alignment with one of my values, which is self mastery. I I want Mm -hmm. to master myself. And what specifically about cold showers does that? Well, it forces you to make a decision in an uncomfortable scenario that you are going to choose mindfulness over discomfort. And so you are going to balance your mental In such a way that allows you to rise above the discomfort for a greater goal, which is training that. Discipline, Right. Okay. There it might be yeah. something different for you. It, it might is. It be the health it's, benefits that come. There's, My point is, yeah, okay. is that each of us have a specific reason why we do that, and that makes it easier to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't care about the benefits or the discipline or the whatever that comes from cold showers, and you just want to tack it on for saying that you take cold showers, that's not going to be a, mo- a reason that truly motivates you to get that done, yeah. most likely. You'll probably break the discipline of that. Yeah. But maybe what you would love to do is eat breakfast every day. And you don't care. Maybe you want to eat waffles every day. Yeah. You want eat pancakes every day. And I know it, it's, it's maybe controversial to encourage eating waffles and pancakes every day. But here's the thing. The whole purpose of routines is to build the life that you want. And I think that it teaches better habits to eat pancakes every morning and be disciplined to the routine. Right. Then you're losing by the health consequences of eating pancakes every day and so maybe you say okay well i want to eat pancakes every single day for breakfast yeah and i'm talking loaded with butter and syrup and everything else but i also don't want to become overweight perfect well now i know what your routine should be right you should wake up in the morning and you know what you should do you should make a giant pancake breakfast yeah because it's what you want Right. Okay, but you also want to balance your health. So part of your routine should be to earn those calories. Yeah. Right? So maybe you got to burn them off some other way. Right. You got to go for a, uh, you know, a two mile run or whatever it's going to be, and it's not that you're going on the run because you want to go on a run. It's that you're going on a run because it supports your other goal of eating pancakes right. every
1: single day. Absolutely.
0: And so if you design your routines not just trivially, really think about what is. There's this brilliant quote by um, Peter Baelish from Game of Thrones. Shout out to Game of Thrones. Uh, he's a terrible, terrible human being. But he does have a, a, a great quote where he says, um, like, whenever he makes a decision, he looks at the picture and asks if this decision will help to make that picture reality. Right. Um, I've butchered that terribly. But I think that that is the way you should look at routines. It's, it's
1: very similar to the quote from Atomic Habits. Which is a great read. You should read it, Brendan. Yeah, I, I know, I know that been, you need to read it. It's been on my list, and everyone's What been we're talking me about is just so in that book's space. And I mean, a lot of what you're saying is what he's saying. But anyway, the quote is Every decision you make is a vote for the person you are going to be. Mm, so you have definitely. to design the person you're going to be by who you're voting for. And it doesn't have to be unanimous. Not every day is going to be a win, but it should be a majority vote for sure. Right. I think I think this is a good way to go about breaking bad routines as well. We I both just, just talked. Yeah, we just both mentioned how we both quit smoking. And I think I quit smoking for different reasons than you did. Yeah, why
0: did you quit smoking? Let's have that conversation.
1: I was, um, I mean, it's probably pretty similar, but I was really, really tired of the panic I felt when my when my cigarettes would run out or my vape would run out or any of my nicotine sources when I didn't have them. I started to get panicky. And even if I'd lose it in my pocket, I started to get panicky and I really like I had to analyze that and be like, "Why am I letting this thing do that to my psyche? Why am mm-hmm. I intentionally deciding to allow this object, if you're talking about a vape or these objects if you're talking about cigarettes or gum or whatever, this chemical, really, this nicotine" Thing is controlling what I'm doing day by day and it Can in the drop of a hat Control the way I feel about the Situation that I'm in yeah And I hated that even when it made me feel Good I didn't like that it was nicotine's Fault that I felt good
0: yeah I think I have a very 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 similar Reason I did not Like the fact that I was a slave To my addiction and there was a point Where I realized Like I had like this ego death moment where I realized that the voice of addiction was separate from who I felt I was. Mm. And so I looked at myself, I'm my biggest North star in my life is that if I can develop my character in myself, then I can not only live a very rewarding life, but I'll be very prepared for life. Yeah. And i can raise my children more effectively and they will have better lives and so i looked at my addiction to nicotine and i had this moment where i was so at odds with the fact that my primary driver is in direct opposition of this habit and so when I realized that this and I started to quit, it's not that I realized it, but it was once I stopped tolerating it. And I realized that these voices, these thoughts in my head about the addiction were organic from the addiction itself. It's like, it's almost like there was like a demon, right? Where mm-hmm. like it was, I personified my nicotine addiction and then I made myself go to war with that personified addicted self. Yeah. And so then it got very personal Mm -hmm. of, I wasn't beating nicotine.
1: I was beating myself. You were beating smoker, Brendan. Right. I had to,
0: I I had to evolve. I had to change. Yeah. You casted the vote for a different person. And that desire to be free from that version of myself was enough of a catalyst. Mm-hmm. And what I did when I quit was I just didn't allow, I just removed smoking f- from the table as an option. Yeah. So I did a ton of research and I, I I learned that quitting cold Turkey is statistically the most effective way. Yep. Um, and not only that, I can say from experience, it's the only way. Yeah. That Anecdotally,
1: I can say like is the only people I, that quit do it because turkey. I
0: had to, remove it as an option i said you know what no matter how much i suffer over the next coming weeks i'm going to quit and one of the reasons i was able to do that is the discipline and fortification that came from doing the 75 hard program right because i was so disciplined to this idea that you're going to work out two times a day. You're going to drink a gallon of water. You know why? Because not because failure is not on the table. Right. And so when you remove that option, I could start to determine, well, what do I want for my life? Well, I want this. Well, what do I have to change to get that? And then once I realized what I had to change, I aligned my entire life around that goal. And so... This is the fundamental power of routines. You can use routines to quit smoking. You can re- use routines to become a better athlete, to be a better friend, to be a better parent. Who do you want to be is the better question. And once you have the answer to that question, which uh, to give people some peace, it took me way too long to realize yeah. that this is a, a destination. Target.
1: Yeah, it's a moving target.
0: It's a moving target that you don't have the answer to and you won't have the complete answer to. Yeah. Right? So think about it like this. If you were going to draw a stick figure, right? Everyone yeah. can draw a stick figure. You're going to start with the head. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to draw... Well, you probably do anyway. You're going to start with one piece of the body, then draw the others, and then continue to draw the others. We have a weird cultural problem where we believe that self-actualization is a destination that you achieve. Right. You realize this is who I want to be in its entirety. And because people don't have that clear picture, Mm -hmm. they have this feeling that they do not know who they are. Yeah.
1: I think it's a social media issue because you see the presentation of the actualization. It exacerbates it for sure. Yeah. It's you see the presentation. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, You know, yeah, social media exacerbates it, but it's really in the fact that we never see the complexity of another human's life as complex as our own. You know what I mean? Like we don't ever, you don't intrinsically understand that every single human around you has just as complex of a life with issues and, you know, upsides that you do. And so therefore you're seeing the presentation of their self-actualization And that and may, not and it's a mirage. Yeah. It's they're just as confused as you are.
0: Yeah. I think, I think so like tying it into routines, here's what you should do. Like if you want an actionable, you have to realize, okay, I don't, if you ever are wondering, well, who am I? The answer is it's, I mean, it's whoever you are currently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. people are always looking to the future. Like right. who you are is who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, you don't necessarily need to know who you are. Yeah. You just need to know who you want to be.
1: Yeah. That's the better question. Right. It's not who am I. Let's, uh, it's who let's, do I want to be. So then yeah. you
0: say, okay, well, this is who I want to be. So now evaluate who you are. These are the differences between the two. Yeah. Okay. Well, how do I get there? Well, you start with the smallest thing that you would actually do. So you say, well, well, I want to be an Olympic athlete. So, starting tomorrow, I'm going to start running a marathon every single day. It's like, no, you're not. Probably (laughs) not. I mean, unless you're David Goggins, no, you're not. And so, what you actually would do is you'd probably research about running shoes Mm -hmm. while you're on the toilet, in between your TikToks. Yeah, Maybe you follow someone on Instagram who's a fitness instructor for, for Olympic athletes. Start gathering information. Okay. Well then maybe you're gonna go and you're gonna just run around your your block one or two times. Start there. Discipline yourself to that. Right. Oh well I want to be clean and organized because if I wanna be an Olympic athlete, I need to be clean and organized. Okay, well instead of expecting your house to be perfectly spotless all the time pick a spot in your house that will be perfect and spotless all the time. Yeah, Like your workspace, your right. desk. Okay. Now, your routine is every day before I go to sleep, I'm going to clean off my desk. Or in your case, every morning when I wake up, before I leave the house, I will put my house in order so that when I come home, I am prepared. And you build these small routines, these micro routines as I'm calling them, and you build them up. And eventually, after... Who knows how long? It depends on how quickly you can adapt and stay disciplined. If you stay disciplined to these small things, before you real know it, you're gonna be like, okay, well, maybe I'm not an Olympic athlete, but I'm ten times the athlete I was ten months ago.
1: Right. It's um, yeah, I I wanna I wanna posit this to you. Do you ever get so tired of trying to drive for good things that you? keep driving for good things but not for the right reasons. You do it for darker reasons like I'm going to prove someone wrong. I'm you know, you're angry about something. Is that something that you turn to? I think that's that's something I turn to when I'm tired of like when I'm really tired and my normal motivation of I want to be better uh, doesn't work for me. It's well that dark motivator of like I either I don't want to turn into this opposite person or I want to prove this person wrong. I want to, you know, is that something that you turn to or is that not something I'm just interested? So
0: yeah, that's a great question. Obviously I'm not always on point. Right. right? Um, Anyone who says they are, I think is lying yeah. to you. Uh, Cause even, Unless it's David even, Dawkins. even he yeah, says, know, I'm kidding. he says, he says, man, Sometimes I look at those shoes and I don't want to put those effing shoes on, and but then I realize I'm David Goggins, so I (laughs) gotta put the shoes on, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. Of course, there are times for me. It's usually not motivated by oh, I'm gonna prove someone wrong, external. Mm -hmm. It's I have to prove myself right, internal. Mm. And so that's motivated usually when not in a healthy space. By the fear of failing myself, yeah, and so I you, but that's evolved over time, right? So like when I was younger, I had a very I gotta prove everyone, prove everybody I'm I was right, right? Here's the problem I learned with that. That's a really steep mountain to climb, and you're gonna get to the top of that mountain and realize there's nothing on the top. Mm-hmm. You'll prove people wrong. You'll prove everybody that you were right because you probably were, but then you'll realize there's nothing for you at the top of that. Right. And so what I've had to learn is so much of this is is determined by your reactions. Hmm. Your routine is meant to give you a, a proactive foundation so that you can respond better yeah. to the unexpected. Yeah. Routines are damaging if you prepare assuming they will respond for you. Right. And so when I was younger, about your age, right, so only a few years ago, but I very much thought that way. Yeah. Now, I still am a work in progress and always will be, hopefully, or else I failed myself. Right. Is that I will be Motivated by um, the lack of the the person who I know I am capable of being. Right. Jordan Peterson has this thing where he talks about, well, um, you shouldn't be harmless, right? You should be a monster, mm-hmm. but you should learn how to control that side of you, right? That capacity. And so I know how how terrible of a person I can be, mm-hmm. and I use that dark motivator is the fear of becoming that person again. And it's super complicated because there's an ego component to that. That really feels powerful in Mm -hmm. that state. Right. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Where I'll get in this moment where I'm like, well, I know I'm more disciplined than the people who are talking about me or who are doubting me or who are all these things. And so I'm going to prove them not wrong, I'm going to show them that they're inferior to me. That's right. the real motivator there. Yeah. I'm going to show them that I'm better than them. I'm going to yeah. show them that I am that guy or yeah. whatever it
1: is. Right.
0: But it won't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Get you'll start to do that and realize even though you may be fine being alone, you'll start to realize there's nothing for me here. Right. And it's not the the best version of yourself refutes that arrogance. The best version of yourself refuses to take, to participate in that. Right. Because you know, fundamentally and, and, and morally that that's, that's wrong. Um, so I think my motivators have changed over the years. Over time. I've given myself a lot more grace as time goes on. Yeah. I think that's the thing that, I did so poorly is like when I would start these routines they were very extreme and they I was sticking to them. But I never gave myself permission to break character,
1: if you will. Or to rest, yeah.
0: So I would mm-hmm. I would create this I created this version of myself, this formidable like ultimate warrior, right? <laughs> Whatever mm-hmm. it would be. Yeah. And then it made it to where like if I even thought about breaking my routine. Or my diet, or my whatever. You rebuked yourself. Right, exactly. And it was like...
1: I think that's the dangerous way you can go with these routines. Oh, for sure. Is it becomes... It turns into what... Yeah, it turns into what you were trying to avoid by making the routine, which is something that rules over your life. And not being an authentic version of yourself. exactly. What do you think makes a good routine? I think it's the same thing that makes a good goal makes a good routine. So... Smart goals are often touted as the best way to make a goal specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Yeah, I think that those are all great
0: uh, guardrails, right? So That's a good word. um, Yeah, I think when you say, well, I want to wake up earlier. Yeah. Well, no, you need to be specific. What do you actually mean by earlier? Yeah, what time are you talking about? What time? Um, and the, va- why I'll tell you why the value is, well, there's a biological value of waking up at the same time every single day. Right. Your um,
1: cortisol pulse happens at the same time every day, which allows yep. you to exactly. And move so through the day effectively,
0: but not only that, it's about honoring your agreement that you made to yourself. And if you give yourself a range, that's too wide, maybe it's a small range, seven, 15, seven 30, whatever. That's still specific. But if you say, well, I'm going to wake up early. Well, right. if you didn't define that for yourself, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. And so you're starting your day not waking up early, you're starting your day lying to yourself. Yeah. That's going to be a problem. That's not achieve measurable, right? Maybe you say, "Well, I'm going to do this Monday through Friday and as long as I hit it 90% of the time, I call that a win." Yeah. Right? Or let's use eighty, so it's you know, divisible by five. Yeah. So as long as I wake up at between this time and this time, Monday through right. Thursday, we're good. Yeah. Um or let's say you're doing a um the benefit of being measurable is like let's say you want to run a mile every single day. A great, great goal if somebody wants to do it, it'll change your life. Measuring the time that you run that mile in. And then being able to see the progress that routine has developed you in is a good yeah. motivator. So having something measurable can be really help beneficial. Right. Um yeah, SMA. What's the A? A. A is uh, achievable. Yeah. And this goes back to the whole idea of like You're not gonna, don't run, a say marathon. You're gonna run a marathon. You could
1: run half a mile today.
0: But you could run half a mile. And the benefit of that is you can, uh, you can adjust, you can reevaluate, right. Check back in, in a month and see where you're at. Maybe you, maybe you're not pushing yourself enough. Maybe you should do uh, them for go from half a mile to a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile, whatever you think is realistic. It should make you uncomfortable, but it should not be impossible.
1: Yeah. And you said realistic, realistic is realistic or relevant is the, R. realistic is like, I'm not going to be an astronaut. Me probably, you know what I mean. I I'm,
0: would replace realistic with, um, is it realistic towards your vision? Like, is right? It, is yeah, it relevant? Like, that's relevant. Yeah, is it's, it's a better relevant.
1: Word. I think relevant like, is the better word. I don't want to be an astronaut, so, so setting a goal towards that end doesn't do anything for me.
0: Right. Exactly. So if you want to start a podcast, yeah. Right. Um, what would a good goal be? Not running a mile every single day. Maybe, I mean, there's carryover, but like maybe your better idea should be, well, we're going to record a podcast every single week. Not 10.
1: That's the routine, yeah. That's
0: unrealistic. We will not make the time to make that happen. Right. I will not say we don't have time because I refuse to say that phrase. Yeah. But we have chosen other uses of our time. Relevant and realistic and achievable is one episode a week.
1: Right. For now. Yeah, and then time bound is... Every week,
0: yeah, every week. Right, we are going to do this for a year and reevaluate. Right. Yeah, we're going to do it for six months and then reevaluate. Yeah, um, and then one thing that needs to be on there, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense, sense for with the goals. acronym, but f- forgiveness, man. Yeah, you got to think that's an
1: achievable kind of, you know, is like
0: you got to be able to forgive yourself when you fail. This is yeah. something that. I've spent a lot of time with some incredibly high performing people. And every single one of those people that I know has learned a level of grace. Their expectations have never dropped. Ever. But they understand that they are not always going to meet their ridiculously high expectations for themselves. Absolutely. And so they always try but sometimes they're not successful and they learn how to forgive themselves. Forgiveness requires change. Right. That would be my one caveat yeah. is that if you're going to forgive yourself for maybe dropping the ball, yeah. you need to have some sort of actionable smart plan that goes in a place to to get you back on track. Right.
1: I have a I have a rule of when I'm making something so when I'm writing, you know, a blog post, if I'm editing a podcast episode, um, if I'm, when I was writing my book, when I'm, anything that I'm kind of making or creating, um, it's the 70% rule and it's make it 70% of perfect because you're never going to achieve perfect and 70% is good enough to move on. Yeah. And it's that get no thing is, yeah. that's a great thing by, what's his name? Craig Groeschel. Craig, Craig Groeschel. Yeah. I think that's great. It pretty much encapsulates that rule as well. But 70% is still really good. And so if you're hitting your routine 70% of the time, you are still becoming a better person 70% well, of the goes, week. And therefore you'll move forward.
0: And you can add the 1% rule onto that as well. So it's yeah. like you did 70% this week, do 71% next week. Right. Right. And so we sometimes get really like, Like, let's say there was a time where I was running a mile every single day. Um, Actually, I think it was two miles. But anyway, the point is, is I got super hung up on the fact that one of the times I only ran it two seconds faster. And before I was running it 30 seconds faster. Right. A minute faster. I was getting like these big, huge gains. Mm -hmm. And then I saw two seconds and I beat myself up about it. I'm like, well, you didn't, you're not progressing anymore. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Eventually, your progression curve is going to start to become more and more exponentially difficult to hit. If you even ran, if you ran a mile in for a whole year, you ran it one second faster. That would be way faster. That's three minutes started. faster
1: by the four minutes. Four fast, minutes, yeah. or more than four minutes. So four minutes, like, five seconds.
0: So you're running four minutes faster by just running oh, one second second every it's day. six minutes faster. Great. So if you started at 12 minutes and you ran one second faster every day, okay?
1: Yeah. That's now a six minute mile. Right. And that's also in Atomic Habits. If you improve your, yeah, if you improve, <laughs> if you improve, if you improve 1% of yourself daily, you're 365% but, better at the end of but the year. Pivotal and crucial
0: to your routines and habits is you have to know why you're doing them. Yeah. I hear this so much. This is my one gripe with the self-help personal development. Mm-hmm. space. I was at Barnes and Noble earlier today looking for a book and I went to the personal development space. I haven't been there in a minute. I go in and it's just like how to be less anxious or how to have a purposeful life. And I open mm-hmm. the book and it's like have better routines and then yeah. it's like, no, no, these are tools. If you wanted <laughs> right. to build a house, it sure helps to have impact guns and
1: nail guns, nail and guns air compressors, and air and-
0: compressors and all that stuff. Right. But if you don't have a blueprint, if you don't know what you're trying to build. Right. It's like, yeah, you'll build something. Yeah. Maybe you even could call it a house. Yeah. But it's not what you were actually wanting. Right. And so. Routines are amazing and valuable tools. and
1: tool, they're tool, but they're tools, right? Yeah. They're
0: not, they're not, it's not the solution. Yeah.
1: Just like therapy is a tool for your mental health. Absolutely. I think it's yeah. in the same space. Routine can be a tool. Routine can be a tool in your mental health as well, but it's a routine is a tool used to build yourself into a better house.
0: Yeah, so if you were think about if you were going to build something, you would want the best tools you had access to. Yeah, and so look at your life as I'm trying to build this thing. What mm-hmm. do I want it to be? And don't don't get so involved in the cliche personal development. Routine yeah, don't stuff. get into rise and grind. A stuff, lot of my steal. routine stuff is just quality of life. Like like for example, I drink a beer with dinner. That's just because I like it. Right. I do it every single night. Yeah. I don't do it because, oh, it's probably not that great for me, right? It's a lot of calories and a lot of whatever, but it's something I want. And so at the end of my day, I get to look at my life and say, wow, I did what I wanted to do today. Yeah. There's a lot of science
1: that says that restricting yourself is one way to break any good behavior. If you restrict, if you were to restrict, I'm not going to drink any more beer you would want that beer so bad that you'd have seven by the end of the week. And you're right yeah. back where you started. Right. So there's a lot of science that supports restrictive. This is why dieting doesn't work. This is why, you know, uh, it's restricting your behavior. did
0: just say that was the best way to quit smoking.
1: But th- that's not what we said. What we said was is the why of why we wanted to quit smoking was... Cold turkey. It's not restricting our smoking. That's true. You know, we're not limiting ourselves to one cigarette a day. There's a quote. I don't know who it is, actually, but it's. I find it far easier to have no Doritos than one Dorito Hmm. every day or something. You know, it's either Cheetos. It's something in that vein, but it's. It's not restrictive. It's just yeah to
0: not smoke than it is for me to feel okay socially smoking every once in a while. It's also
1: like when you're talking about smoke when we're talking about quitting smoking. It was the driver. The driver for restricting that right. beer intake is to restrict that beer intake. It's not because you want to restrict your beer intake. If you wanted to restrict your alcohol intake because yeah, right. of there's some why. Yeah. I but, well, I'm trying to lose weight. Right. That's a good way to look because it's empty calories that don't do anything for you. But if you earn those calories in that beer, you can and, make you know, it part of your routine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's you gotta like, do it. There's the a lot of science thing. for restrictive things not being helpful but if there's a why behind it it doesn't feel restrictive it I feels tried. releasing
0: it does feel very like liberating. when you quit
1: smoking for the right reason it feels liberating it, it doesn't feel like you're missing anything
0: it was easy yeah when i i tried quitting smoking multiple times prior, As did i and it was always some bs reason oh i want to save some money yep oh i know it's bad for me oh, I want my, don't want my kids to see One me. One time and I quit
1: for my wife because my wife was worried about my health and it didn't work for look, me. So for just, some
0: people, those might be compelling yeah. reasons. And if that's the case, then that's awesome. But when I quit, I knew I wanted to quit. Yeah. And so I did.
1: And when I quit this last time, I have not... Cra- Every time I quit for this, I was like looking forward to my next relapse when I got to socially smoke. <laughs> or I was like looking... I was like sad. Like oh, this is the last time I'm hitting this vape or like when my vape died or I ran out of that box of cigarettes or whatever. It was like, I'm sad. The time that I actually quit and the time that I knew I was going to quit for the rest of my life, I was not sad anymore. Yeah. And that's well, part of it is cause because it doesn't feel restrictive.
0: Because, well, it, you also removed it as an option. Like it was no yeah, longer an option. Because of, my, option, so because of my why. You're right. You weren't restricting it. You removed it. Yes. Which is why it's releasing. You know, um, but there's also some, I've heard some alternative opinions to that. There's this guy, I guess he's helped more people quit smoking than anybody else, like as a coach, right? Mm. And he tells you to keep a pack of cigarettes. I think it, I think it works for some people. And just choose not to smoke them.
1: Yeah. And I can see why. I'd like to see a percentage rather than number. But
0: (laughs) you could feel like, oh, well, this, I I could see the logic behind that. Yeah, for sure. I am in control. I know so I know
1: someone that it intentionally keeps a pack in their glove box because then it's a choice. oh, it's welcome yeah I would <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't. wouldn't be able to stop myself, but that's i that's why I want to say like I want to see that coach's percentage because I would guarantee that like people like you and me are failing out of that class.
0: I will say if you can stick to your routines and your habits long enough to see change, you won't see it right away, but keeping in this smoking space. Um, I ended up going on this amazing business trip to Atlanta, um, with work and I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity. It was really, really amazing because it one, It showed me that the corporate life is something I definitely do not want, Um, (laughs) but it was also amazing. And the number one thing that made it so amazing was that I was sitting through these, because there was a lot of talks and we were there to, Part of some, you know, council. And so it was a lot of talking and lectures and being part of these things and going. But we did a lot of team building stuff, too. And what I loved was I didn't have to think about when am I going to get a smoke? Yeah. When I was in the plane, I didn't have to worry about it. When I was driving to the airport while I was in the car with my boss didn't have to worry about smoking or dealing with the withdrawal and then rushing to the bathroom to smoke. And then I know it's illegal to vape on a plane. I've done it. I've and done so, it it's well. like, and yeah. so it's
1: like, it's, it's awful it, to fly. Constantly he... can't Coward. pay
0: attention to what I'm there paying attention to because I'm so busy thinking about when am I going to get a smoke again? And like that started with a very small change to the routine that I was doing, which Mm -hmm. was in the morning. Well, I'm no longer smoking. I have five more minutes. What do I want to do? Well, I'm going to replace it with something productive. And then I'm going to start to slowly see. And it didn't feel like I was going to be able to go as long as I've gone without smoking. Years, right. Where before it was just like, you didn't see this small change because every day was hard, but every day was hard until it wasn't and it happened gradually and now all of a sudden I haven't smoked in years and I'm never going back. I I There are times Where like even today when we walked into the building, it was like that lady was smoking a cigarette and yeah. I was like, man, that smells amazing oh. but Sorry to anyone who's quit smoking. You probably under know, You probably fe- are feeling it with us. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I learned that it's kind of like um, when I was in therapy and we were talking about quitting smoking, we we treated it like a divorce. Hmm. It was the same methods we That's used. That's pretty interesting. Where it was like, I can acknowledge I loved this thing because I did. Yeah. And it helped me in a lot of ways. And I don't have to deny that that helped me. Even if it created a problem and solved itself to keep the feedback loop going, whatever. It's not important. Right. It did something positive in my life. And there was a time in my life when life was terrible for me. I was in a you know neglectful situation. I didn't have a support system. And the only thing that I had was that I had like this old friend, which was Philip Morris, in the Marlboro Cigarette Company. <laughs> right. yeah. And so it's like I can thank thank you for that time. That's but really this is an abusive relationship that I cannot be part of.
1: Yeah. That's and, really interesting. And, I've heard I've heard certain like mental illnesses described as that way, but never cigarettes. Really it works because
0: it gave me permission to forgive myself. Yeah. It gave me permission to to move on.
1: To notice the importance that it's it okay. had on your life. It's okay, You're not okay that I person. liked it. Right. I'm allowed to like it. Yeah. And
0: understand that it's not something yeah. that I'm allowed to be part of my Yeah. Life. That's really interesting. I really like that. So audit your life in that yeah. way. Look at your current routine and say, Hey, is there something I love that I can't have anymore that needs to go? Or is there something that I love that I'm not making time for and make time for it?
1: I think our last three episodes have all ended with kind of this... Idea that we should—we've ended on the idea that you need to be aligning your lifestyle with what you value. You know, when we're talking about in this world, I believe more than that. When we're talking about finding meaning, when in the happiness, we're talking about uh, what what it means to believe in God and what it means to believe in anything, and then routines, which I think are the building blocks towards those higher topics of what's
0: interesting is religion. This was where my old. Coaching business idea came from live for alignment. The Mm. idea is that you should align your values and your actions together. And my goal at that time was to help people align those things together, which I think this podcast will hopefully do as well. So I get to that, that it gives me a ton of purpose. You
1: found the space again.
0: Yeah, I found the space again without forcing it. And part of the way that happened is through these little routines that weren't aligned with my values and then things just start to come together on their own. Yeah.
1: I think that, you know, you'll see a lot of dividends along the road. It doesn't feel, it's like, it's like when you watch your dog gain a lot of weight, you don't necessarily realize until you look at pictures from two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then you realize, man, that dog is fat now. Or like, You'll, you'll see that in routines. Yeah. Or
0: like retirement, right? Like maybe just $100 $100 a month, right? Start next year, early next year. And then yeah. who knows, 30 years later, you're going to be a millionaire, right? You know? And so it's like you have to invest in those small changes. And then over
1: time, you will see the results. Dividends yeah. is a great way to put it. I think that's great. And I think we hit our um, closing statements on that Absolutely. part. So, uh, Just a reminder, as, of, as we said at the beginning of this podcast,
0: we will be doing a 30-day challenge where we'll be taking three-minute cold showers every single day. Um, Follow along with us. We'll be posting little daily uh, vlogs on on the social medias on on how we do that. You can find that in the link tree below. Um, And then here in a month or two, we'll we'll rehash it here at the podcast. So we welcome you back for that. Um, And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.
1: This podcast was produced by Obsessed Media Group, hosted by Brennan Shoemaker and Henry Young. If you'd like to check out more from Obsessed or leave a suggestion for a topic, you can find those links at our link tree down below.
0: just felt like we knew like a podcast.